Welcome all sports fans, everyone listening across the world, across the nation. This is the podcast known as Uneducated Sports Talk. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. I am back on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, and we got a lot of good news going on, a lot of great sports talk. We got college basketball, we have the NFL uh know football news and we also have baseball news in this segment so stay tuned relax get your listening on i appreciate everyone once again for listening whether it's in your vehicle whether you're at your house it doesn't matter on your laptop we want to thank you for supporting uneducated sports talk let's get down into it ladies and gentlemen if you haven't noticed we had the quote-unquote biggest biggest college basketball game going on with the University of North Carolina visiting the Duke Blue Devils. And man, it was hyped up. And I'm, I'm seeing the commercials on ESPN. I'm like, man, no, I'm hyped because I think it was uh, Logic. Logic has a song and it's on there. And it just gets you in the groove like, man, you know. And then you look at the history and it can be probably the greatest rivalry in all of sports. Not one of those robberies where someone is just like, they just they just play a lot. But someone is that, that much better. No, these teams have played over 100 times. They're like neck and neck in every category you can think of. Duke versus North Carolina. We had Zion Williamson. And they were saying, I don't know how true it actually was, but it might be. They were saying that you were getting Super Bowl ticket prices. Super Bowl ticket prices for this game. Some games, $10,000. It was so good. Our 44th president, Barack Obama, had to go over there and watch this game. And it was hyped up. And I was geeked up for it. And I'm sitting there. I got my remote. I'm not the kind of guy who listens to all the pregame talk. I don't do all that. What I do is, you know, I'll have it recorded or I have it T-vote. And then when it's T-vote, you know, I'll wait till the game actually starts. Then I'll turn it on. Well, turn it on and the tip off and... 30 seconds in, Zion Wilson sprains his knee. Sprains his left knee. His foot literally breaks his shoe. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at the situation. I'm just laughing at the fact that it was so hyped up. Literally 30 seconds into the ball game. And people are wondering, why did I pay Super Bowl ticket prices for this? <laughs> First of all, let's talk about Zion Williamson. That was a big blow, uh, not only for him, but for Duke, because we're getting we're about to get into it in just a minute. But this could have major ramifications not only on Duke, not on Zion Williamson, but the G League. Yes, the G League. You heard me. That's the developmental league for the NBA. We're about to get into all that. But the game itself, North Carolina. Kudos to them. They won 88 to 72. They could have easily been as shell-shocked as Duke and kind of taken their foot off the pedal. Now, if you're Duke, there's no excuse to lose like that because you still have R.J. Barrett, who's going to be either one or two in the draft, who's, who did score 33 points. And you still have Cam Reddish, who's going to be either three, four, or five in the draft, who scored 27 points. So, yes, you lose Zion Wilson, who could be the number one or number two pick himself. But you still have some guys over there, and you're at home. But shout out to North Carolina for not folding at all. They say, hey, 
that is an opportunity where most guys would have been kind of still in shock. Like, wow, Zion Wilson is gone. Oh, but we're still at we're on the road still. So, no, they came out there and put 46, 42 in the first half and then 46 in the second half. Inside, domination in the paint. Over 60 points. Duke had only 20-some points in the paint. Domination in the paint. And North Carolina gets a win. It's a big win in the row, regardless if Zion Williamson was there or not. But I'm thinking about the people who hyped this game up. People like myself who were hyped. I'm not going to lie to you guys. As soon as North Carolina blew it open, I turned the game. After the first half, I was done. I said, yeah, no. I'm not I'm not looking for no big comeback like they did against Louisville. I wasn't looking for that. So <laughs> they got they got thoroughly beat. And Zion Williamson, for those who are saying that, hey, you know, RJ Barrett, you know, is better than Zion, I'm still saying that he's gonna be a better NBA player. Zion is the better college player, no doubt. I think RJ Barrett's skill sets and skill level will look a whole lot better in the NBA. I like Zion Williamson. I like him for what he is. We'll talk about him later on as a pro, but let's talk about the ramifications that will happen because of his injury. It's Zion Williamson, and he is basically the LeBron James of college basketball. He will be the number one or number two pick in the NBA draft. Let's give a shout-out to Adidas. Because that was a Nike shoe that blew out. <laughs> and Adidas like, yeah. There you go, Nike. Now, do I think... It's just bad luck. I don't think it was a faulty shoe. Zion Williamson's a big dude. He's like 6'6", 285 and can jump out the gym. This isn't the first time a shoe was blown out. It will not be the last time a shoe was blown out. But... It did look kind of scary. And I'm going to tell you this. If this was any significant game, as in, let's just say, the NBA Finals, a playoff game, Zion Williamson stays in that game. But this is college basketball, and he's obviously one and done. We're not even thinking about it. None of these games really matter to these kids. Then you start thinking, should Zion Wilson sit the rest of the year out? Because I can guarantee you, with the way things are happening in today's basketball and today's game where people are extra careful, where no one's really going to college for four years now, is basically one and done. Some people will decide to go overseas instead of playing that one year. You know, that happens, uh, happened a few times now. Um, Brandon Jennings, I can think of. He he skipped college skipped college and went to overseas and got paid, you know. Now the G League is out. And you're thinking to yourself, Zion Williamson might not play another game because, one, you don't want to hurt your status of the draft. I have no worries about that. See, if you, if you went out there and said players got to play at least two years, then, don't have to worry about that. He'll come back next year or he'll, he'll play. He'll play. It's, it's a mild knee injury. But it isn't horrible. 
I think if it was a big game in the NBA level, he would have played. But this is college basketball. He is one and done. He is out. He is out. You know, no more Duke. One year. So if I am Zion Williamson, whether people like it or not, I got to think about myself. And I'm done for the year. I will fake it like it's the worst thing ever. I will fake it like I just can't walk on it, man. And, you know, you only have about two months left for your college pro career. And you got to focus on the NBA. I think he's going to focus on the NBA now. Oh, by the way, he's got an $8 million life insurance plan or or an, an insurance plan on his body. That's just crazy. <laughs> $8 million. Wow. But he's not playing any games uh, when it comes down to himself. He knows. See, it's kind of weird when you know you're the best player or the second best player going into a draft, and you get this kind of scare. You start thinking to yourself, should I really put 100%? What if this isn't the worst that can happen to me? What if something else happens? What if I tear my ACL? What if that was an ACL tear? You know, you, you, now you start thinking like, okay, let me just sit out and I need to focus on the NBA draft, get my money, and get out of there. He's a great kid. I love his interviews. He's very humble. That's a good thing. But in today's society... Where everyone's one and done now, all the good stars, all the athletes, all the great athletes in college basketball, they're all one and done. You cannot get mad at Zion if you want to sit it all out. You can't get mad. One, Duke can't get mad. You saw glimpses of him already. He's averaging 22 points a game. And yeah, at the end of the day, if you're Duke, you want to win a national championship. Well, you know, that's the kind of price you, you pay for getting the top guys. You know they're one and done. And like Kyrie Irving, he only played 11 games for Duke. Sayonara, I'm out. Kyrie did the same thing. Now, obviously, uh, no, obviously Zion has played over 20 plus games. But that's this is like a second scare. You know, the first one was pretty mild. This was pretty big. He might just be done, and I cannot blame him one bit. Get your money, young man. Get your money. Uh, which brings us to my next conversation. Now, the NBA has developed a new G League. It was the D League. That they changed the G. I still don't know what G stands for. But they made it to where, hey, kids can opt out of high school now. I mean, I thought out of high school, but straight from high school, they can opt out of college and go straight to the G League. No college. Let's go to the G League and get paid. And then you can enter into the draft the next year. I like that idea. It doesn't make any kind of sense for a kid to go to college one year. And not even one year. It's like half a year. They're going for maybe a semester or two. Maybe one and a half semesters and you're out. I mean, you could flunk around and not do nothing. Just play college basketball for a year and leave. What's the point? I don't get the point because you're not getting a uh, degree. You're not graduating. You're playing one year. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure on the insides of everything, they're not studying. They're not you know, doing their grades. You know, they're, they're not getting good grades. They're not, they're not caring about that. And I'll be honest, if my child is in that same situation, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't care either. Let's be real. They're, they're, they're there for one year. 
You go there for a semester while football season going on, and then once that's over, once it's strictly on basketball, starting in uh, like October, they're done. With, they're done with school. They're done. They can go out there and flunk every class. It doesn't matter. They're one and done. They're leaving anyway. Worst case scenario, it comes out and you fail every class, and it 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 comes out onto national news or something. XYZ player, you know, one and done kids flunking every class. Okay, I'm gonna just know what you're gonna drop me out. I'm going to the pros regardless. So I don't like the whole one and done rule. I don't. I, I would rather just see guys go to the G League. And I think that's what's gonna you're gonna start seeing. Zion Williamson. He's he's got the uh the the globalness of a young college kid. Like, everyone follows LeBron James in the NBA. Well, I think everyone's going to follow Zion Williamson. Whether he knows it or not, people look up to him. These future college stars or these future high school stars who are great, who are going to be just awesome NBA players, I think they're going to say, you know what? We saw what happened with Zion. And even though it wasn't bad, we could think of the worst ideas. If I'm a son of a player who's about to be a one and done kid. I'm gonna tell my son, go to the G League. Go to the G League and make some money. Make some money while you're doing it. You know? That's my thought process. I think the G League now, this is a, a great sign for the G League. They're like they're saying, yes, see, that kind of stuff can happen to a one and done kid. If he's some scrappy kid who's playing all four years, and you no, know, you know, guys who in today's day they play four years, they're probably not good enough to be in the NBA. Uh, it's just, you know, don't get wrong. It still happens, you know. But guys who typically play four years these these days, they're they're not good enough for the NBA. If it happens to that kind of guy, hey, he'll be okay. He'll come back next year, and it's all good. But it's Zion Williamson, he's one and done. This could possibly be the last game. You think Zion Williamson cares about North Carolina versus Duke rivalry? He doesn't care about that. I can promise you guys that. He'll say all the right things in the media. He'll say all the right things to your face. And that's fine with me. I have no problem with him doing that. None. But let's just be honest. If, and that's that's if, and it's, it's, it's not even a big if. It could possibly happen. But if Zion Wilson decides to not play, he doesn't care about the rivalries. He doesn't care about the Duke program. You think Kyrie cared about the Duke program? He'll say in today's, hey, I want to thank Duke for giving me a chance. But, I mean, you were one and done with any club you were with anyways, regardless. So, I mean, <laughs> it's funny when you see these guys in the NBA and they're, they're in these commercials where they, they think they're, uh, they think who they play for. I'm like, but you played one year with them. You know, I'm like, you know, you could have played one year with anybody. This is how I feel like. You weren't really a Duke a Dookie, you weren't really uh, a Tar Heel, you weren't really a Spartan, or you weren't really, I don't know, uh, a Wildcat. You weren't really that. You were just there for one year and you're done. That's how I feel. You don't care about the program. You just care about yourself, and that's and I, that's understandable. And I and I, I'm with that. I think kids start going to the G League now and developing over there with guys who have a chance to be in the NBA that can better their skills. While getting paid, 
You hear me? You're still getting paid to do it. You might as well go out there. That's how I feel. So Duke, Zion Williamson, in my opinion, is most likely done with this mild knee sprain. I would be, I would be kind of shocked if he comes back uh, ready to play. But right now they said they're gonna, uh, they're gonna see on, you know, for next week he might be playing. By next week he might not be. And if that's the case, yeah, bye bye Zion. We'll see you with the Knicks or the Suns next year, most likely. So <laughs> that being said, uh, uh, you know. It's gonna be some ramifications. This could change the whole process of up and coming players' minds about going to do the one and done business. Let's just get our butts out there, go to the G League and get paid for it. Tell me how you guys feel about that. Uh, you know, make a comment on the anchor app or you can go on to my Facebook page, Carlos Clayton, and tell me how you feel about Zion Wilson in the situation. We'll be back, y'all, with more NFL news coming up. What's up, guys? I'm Dallas. And I'm Joel. And we are the founders of the IQ Sports Network and co-hosts of Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. And as podcasters, we're like you. We love listening to podcasts. And I like to tune in to my main man, Carlos, and listen to what he's got to say on all things current and past sports. So if you're looking to get some unbiased sports opinions on everything happening in sports right now, tune in to Uneducated Sports Talk with Carlos and crew. You don't want to miss a single episode, so make sure to like and subscribe every single week so that you can stay up to date with everything happening right now in sports. Welcome back to the best podcast. This is Uneducated Sports Talk. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. We just broke down a little bit of college basketball Zion Williamson news. Now we're transferring to the NFL. And what team you think of when it comes down to drama? For the last couple years now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, this team, it's always in the news for something. And it's always revolving around four people. Mike Tomlin, the head coach. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback. Le'Veon Bell, the running back. And Antonio Brown, the wide receiver. And this is getting more interesting by the minute. We all know Antonio Brown requested a trade. Basically via through, you know, his social media. Him and... Uh, the general manager Rooney uh, sat down and they discussed about it, the president, I mean, and they discussed, you know, the situation and they both decided, hey, we're going to part ways. So most likely he is moving on from Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown. But then news came out, you know, Antonio Brown basically called Ben Roethlisberger. He called him, uh, you know, uh, an owner. He has an owner mentality. That can mean anything, in my opinion. Now, we did know earlier this, this year, Big Ben called out Antonio Brown for not running the right route and said something about, in that situation, I should have threw the juju instead. Obviously, it did not sit well with Antonio Brown. And, I mean, you're a deep wide receiver. That it will kind of get on your skin, under your skin. I can agree with that. But then the owner and the GM, they all came out and said, you know what? Big Ben can criticize whoever he wants. He can call out anybody because he is unquestionably our leader. And okay, 
I'm fine with that. Yes, as a franchise quarterback and a future Hall of Famer, yes, he is undoubtedly the leader. But just because you get crowned the leader doesn't mean that you can be a leader. Anyone can crown anybody and say, you know what, that's a leader right there without seeing the leadership qualities. My thing is, Everyone knows Antonio Brown's, you know, side character and who he who he tries to be. I don't think that's him in real life, Antonio Brown. But since he got paid, that's Antonio Brown that we see now. But here's my thing. He is a diva wide receiver. And as long as you're feeding the football, that's fine. But when you start putting out extracurricular juice on him, via going on a radio show with Rossberger and saying, hey, Antonio Brown ran the wrong route. You just called him out in front of millions of people and you think he's not going to respond well? Yeah. Or you think he's going to respond well? He's not going to respond well to that. I promise you that. And I don't blame him for that. But if I'm Big Ben... Or if I'm looking at Big Ben, that's not leadership quality. I don't care who you are on the team as part of the organization. Unless you're the owner. Because you pay everybody pretty much. You pay. You got to get the checks out. You're the boss man. He's the only person, in my opinion, who can publicly, publicly, Go out there and, you know, and call out anybody. He's the only person, a part of that whole entire organization. Anybody else that publicly calls out a teammate or a coach, I don't like it. It's not good. I can care less who you are. So Big Ben, yes, he has leadership qualities. But leaders don't publicly call out anybody, especially your wide receiver who, yes, you've pretty much made him he didn't really make you but he's been a big part of this team for nine years i mean he still got to get open although you got to throw it which is the most important part he still got to find a way to get open oh and he still got to catch the ball and antonio brown's been doing that for nine years the whole entire organization which was once known as one of the best organizations in football the most, the most well-run, only three coaches in, since 1970, if it, I, I will believe. It feels like it. You would think, man, I, I don't know what's going on. It's, all of a sudden, it's prima donnas out here. We all know about Big Ben and the, uh, you know, the rape case he had over a decade ago. We've had that. We've had Santonio Holmes uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the news a few when he was with the Steelers. Now Le'Veon Bell, now Antonio Brown. There's been talks about firing Mike Tomlin, uh, Ryan Clark, the former uh, Pittsburgh safety. Basically, said on he's he works for ESPN now, and he was saying, "Hey, if you give if you give Antonio Brown this money, this contract, you're gonna you know he, he's gonna not be pretty good with this money. He's gonna be a different person." Or you're going to see the real Antonio Brown. No. 
He said that. If you give this guy money, it's going to be trouble. And that's what's kind of happening with Pittsburgh. They're, they just can't catch a break. You got Ryan Shazier, who, who hurt himself a couple years ago, paralyzed himself. You know, you have all that going on in, in, in their news, man. Joey Porter, uh, you know, doing some stuff in the offseason, I believe, or during the season uh, about a year ago. This team, as an organization, cannot catch a break over the last three or four years. They can't catch a break. And now they come out and say, well, Big Ben is unquestionably our leader. Well, leaders don't do that what he did. They don't. I don't care who you're mad at as a leader. Everything you say, if you want to call somebody out, everyone knows you do it in-house. Don't put your business out there because people will take your business and they will expand it to how they want it to be. And that's what's going on. Now Pittsburgh is the destination that maybe as a free agent you don't want to go. When you have your old lineman dogging out your running back, you know, that usually doesn't happen. Players usually stick for players. But this whole team is finger-pointing. From defense to offense to both uh, lines to the receivers to the safeties to the linebackers, head coach, the GM, the president, you know, top to bottom now is looking like this. This team has so much talent, and we've seen a year after year after year after year, and nothing to show for it. But one Super Bowl. In 2008, which is 11 years ago. So, I mean, to be such a great franchise and to win and really haven't won anything with this talent on the offense and the defense, it's kind of mind boggling. Um, we heard that the Steelers would not franchise Le'Veon Bill, and we kind of knew that was coming. Not going to franchise him. That would be like $25 million, something like that, or for a running back for one year. It's not about to happen. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, but it's also come out that he's a little bit fat right now. I wouldn't say fat because I'm pretty sure I'm fatter than him. But Le'Veon Bell is reported. Now, this is reportedly. He's at 260 right now. When he plays, I heard he's about 225, 230 when he plays. And this is coming from the Jets camp. The Jets camp is saying, hey, Le'Veon Bell is 265 pounds, which is about 35 pounds overweight. And I can believe that because when you got it in your mind that you're not going to play for a whole entire year, you kind of, there's points in time where you kind of get, you know, a freedom kind of thing. I'm free. I can do whatever, whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. And don't have to be on this strict diet in the NFL. I can do whatever I want. I can live how I want to live. I can say what I want to say. Freedom. Freedom Freedom makes you uh, content. And when you're content, you don't care as much about your body. Now, once he gets back into the NFL, whoever camp he decides to, um, he's going to go ahead and start losing weight. We know that. And I won't be surprised if you see his agents leak out a film, a video of him working out, of Le'Veon working out, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. And as an athlete, I'm pretty sure he could drop those pounds pretty quickly. 
The Jets obviously want him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have leaked this out if it came from the Jets organization. The Jets are looking. I've always said he's going to end up in, in Philadelphia. I've always said that for like the last year now. He's going to end up in Philadelphia. So I think he will be an eagle when it's all said and done. Uh, but, man, I mean, 30 pounds is a lot. But I think he's that kind of athlete who can get it down. But I'm just saying, this adds on to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, craziness, drama, in-house. And Tony Brown's moving on. And they reported we're going to move, move on. And it's now Big Ben and Juju's team. <laughs> you know, no more. The Killer Bees are done. Farewell to the Killer Bees. So you have Big Ben, you have Juju Smith, and now you're going to probably have um, their running back, number 30. I forgot his name that fast. But he's going to be uh, James O'Connor, yeah. He's going to be your uh, running back now. So you got a new a new look team going into next year. Now, Juju is no slouch. Juju is very good. And I'm trying to get him in my fantasy, to be honest, uh, for next year. But what a disappointment to not to make the playoffs with this caliber, this roster that you have, to not make the playoffs, to have all this drama going on, and you're supposed to be one of the best programs, the best run organizations of all of football. And over the last three or four years, it's been a disaster for them. PR nightmare. And that is very unlike Pittsburgh. All right. College Creation. Make sure you check out College Creation for all your vinyl printing needs. They have shirts starting at $20, tumblers starting at $40, hoodies at $35, and license plates and decals starting at $15. Also, make sure you follow their Instagram and Facebook at College Creations for the hottest graphic tees in the city. Again, that's www.cowardscreation.com. And also Facebook and Instagram at Cowards Creation. That's Cowards Creation, C-O-W-A-R-D-Z, Creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. Cowards Creation. Check them out online. Be back, y'all, with a little bit of baseball news. Madam Machado gets a big, big, big deal. And what about Bryce Harper? Be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Uneducated Sports Talk, the podcast. Want to thank all the listeners for listening to this. Just got done with some Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers drama going on. Moving on to baseball now. Yes, Manny Machado has signed with the San Diego Padres. 10 years, $300 million. 10 years, $300 million. I did not stutter. It tells you that he was all about the money. San Diego has been a horrible franchise for the last 30 years. They made one World Series in the early 2000s, I believe, maybe late 90s, I'm not quite sure, and got swept in that World Series. I remember that. But Manny Machado, they're all about the money. And I don't blame anyone who's about the money. 10 years, 300 million dollars. What I'm worried about is actual San Diego Padres. 
the team. That's fine. You got Manny Machado, but we all know a, a hitter. And Manny Machado is a very good hitter. They don't win you games. At the end of the day, it's about pitching. It's about your uh, farm system. It's about getting in good young guys. Is San Diego trying to do that? I don't know. But nonetheless, congratulations to Manny Machado. 10 years, $300 million. I, I went on there uh, on record of saying I did not like the Alex Rodriguez 10 years, $250 million. Because he was old or older when that deal went down. He had been in the league for some years now. 10 years, 250. I said he's going to be, it's going to do well the first three or four years. I said, but that next six or seven years is going to be horrible. And you're going to question this deal. But I did say, if this happened with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, that's a great deal. These guys are still young. They're still young. And when these deals get done, they'll be they'll be in their mid-30s. When that deal was done with Alex Rodriguez, he was headed into his 40s, early 40s. So you knew that was not going to end well. San Diego got them a star, Manny Machado. But I'm guessing when you're in San Diego and it's not really a sports town, you want to draw big names to that spot. That's what they did because they damn sure aren't thinking about winning. They're thinking about just, hey, let's just stay relevant. And there's a lot of teams and a lot of sports who do that. As long as I stay relevant, we're good. You know, especially in the NBA. You got teams that are just decent to stay relevant, but you know that they'll never win a championship. Not for the next 10, 15 years. But they do enough to stay relevant. The Padres are trying to stay relevant. They can care less about winning. They, they just want to sell tickets and be relevant. Manny Machado baseball jerseys were already on sale. Now, I think they got kind of caught and they had to bring them down. But it took just that fast, the number 13. They, they're going to sell his jersey and sell it out. And it's all about the money. Damn winning. We don't want to win because we're not going to win. I don't know why San Diego was still a sports franchise, to be honest. Nobody supports anything out there. Ask the Chargers. They've been out there for a while. There's a reason why they moved to L.A. Their fan support sucks. No one wants a, a team in San Diego. That's why there's no basketball. There's no more football. And there might not be any more baseball in the next couple of years. I can see them moving to Vegas or something like that. But Manny Machado got his money. Ten years. 300 mil, which brings us to Bryce Harper, who is still not signed with anybody. But there are a few teams that are still on the list. That's the San Francisco Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, we heard news that the White Sox are out of it. I do not know why. Maybe because it's American League. Maybe we'll stay in the NL. I'm not sure. But Giants and the Phillies are still a part of this. Giants, A, I can see with the Giants. Phillies, not so much. I think Bryce Harper is a little bit more on the I want to win side as well. You heard the deal that came out before offseason started. 
well, right at the offseason, where the Nationals offered him 10 years, $300 million. And he turned it down. But then you started hearing about why he turned it down. Uh, about a third of that money has been deferred. Basically meaning when you retire, they give you some of that money after you retire or after you leave the team for you know X amount of years. Uh, like the Baba Vanilla uh, situation for the Mets. I think he, he, he got paid 20 years after he retired, he was still getting paid by the Mets per year. <laughs> so it was crazy. I think that's how it went down. He didn't want that. And I don't, I don't blame him. I want money. I want it now. You know, I'm young. I want it now. That's why he turned it down. But then there's been rumors that he's turned down numerous $300 million deals. I don't know why. Well, they were trying to fight and wait out between Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Who, their agents were just waiting it out. Well, Manny was like, you know what, dude? Hey, I need my money, cuz. Let, let's just go. There are rumors that they're trying to get $400 million. That was not about to happen. And I don't think it would happen for Bryce Harper. But maybe he wants a little more. Maybe he wants $350 million. Because what's the hold of now? I mean, the minute Manny Machado signed his deal, his contract, I thought Bryce Harper and his agent were going to be right around the corner a day or two later. It's been about three days now. And nothing has happened. So I'm kind of in shock that he still hasn't got a deal done. I don't, I don't know what he's waiting on because, man, spring training started today, ladies and gentlemen, today. And Bryce Harper is not on a team. At least Manny Machado can go into San Diego and now, you know, have rapport with his teammates. Conversations. Great talk. Practice with them. Know these guys. Bryce is not going to have the luxury if he keeps going down this road. You're going to get in there in the middle of training camp, being the hot shot guy. Guys already look at you because, you know, they think that you think you're better than all of them. And he pretty much is. And it's going to take longer to get that respect factor. Manny Machado was coming in. Got it done. Let's get it. That was smart from the, uh, his agent knew, hey, not only can you get paid, but we want you to be comfortable in San Diego. Wherever Bryce Harper's going to be the first couple weeks, first couple months, he won't be comfortable because they're on this waiting game. I don't know what they're still waiting on, but Manny Machado got his money. Now it's time for Bryce Harper to just toughen up. Let's get a deal done. I don't care if you want to go out there and make it $305 million. Just to say that you kind of won. I don't care, but he's got to get something done. Baseball's already had, an, uh, uh, they've already been, you know, kind of shunned by what's going on. Your best player or your face of, of, of baseball has still not been signed yet. And that's not a good look. No, no matter what people say, it's not a good look at all for baseball. I would like to see Bryce Harper go back to the uh, Nationals. They had so many good things going on, made the playoffs numerous times. They just didn't find a way to win. Hey. But also from Nationals, I'm not budging up to $300 million. I'm not. That $300 million can go to somebody else or a couple of extra players. It's a lot of money on one person who had a, you know, didn't have a really good year. Don't get me wrong. He still deserves the money. Even this bad year was still good numbers.
We'll see, though. We'll see. We just hope that Bryce Harper doesn't have this diva mentality when he does get his deal done and he comes to his new team. Who knows? So that's been our show today, guys. I want to thank everyone for listening. I appreciate uh, everyone taking the time out. Comment down below or you know, let us know how you guys feel about Manny Machado's deal, Bryce Harper's deal as well. Uh, that's, that hasn't come yet. Is Bryce Harper really being a diva? I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. So I appreciate everyone for listening, whether you're in your car or at your house or at your job. It doesn't matter. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. This has been Uneducated Sports Talk. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. Until next time, all sports fans, you guys know what time it is. Stay smart. Stay uneducated. Peace.